listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Stop everything because Jordan Renan joins us from ESPN.com on the New York Giants. Hello, Jordan. This is Larry and Gordon. How are you? Good. How are you guys doing? Flattering introduction right there. Ah, I always take care of you, Jordan. So, Jordan, here's You're the question. Guy. Here's the question, my friend. Okay. Is Thursday right. going to be a history-making night? Will Dave Gettleman trade out of the fourth pick? <laughs> I think he will. I mean, I mean no, you know what? Here's what I'll say. You know what? I'm not going to say I, I don't think he will. I think he will try and try desperately. But the problem is there's a lot of teams that want to move down. There's always more teams that want to move down than move up especially at the top of the draft, right? At the bottom of the first round, it's a little different. Teams actually want to move up. They want to get, especially with the quarterback, they want to get their fifth-year option. But at the top, it's really hard to get teams to come up. Those picks are so valuable. The four, the three pick, which the Lions have up for sale. The four pick, which the Giants have up for sale. Um, some say the Jaguars want to move back. The nine pick, wherever, whatever it is, right? So with all those picks up for sale and with the quarterbacks, it's hard to find a team when you talk to people out there that's in love and dying to trade up and grab one of these quarterbacks. Like, I'm I, I'm not even sure these quarterbacks are going to go five and six, as people suggest. So if those teams aren't willing and able to move up, then who's really going to trade with the Giants and the Lions? So I think I think it'll be tough. I think he, he'll try, but he won't be able to do it. But to make up for it, this is why I said yes originally, with the second-round pick, now he'll be forced to say, I need to add more picks because the Giants pick at 36, top of the second round. They won't pick again right now with, with picks they have until 99. Ooh. So, I mean, that's a – even with my terrible math, that's a 60, I believe, 63-pick gap. And that's a long time in the NFL draft. So, And this is a team with lots of holes. They need They need more picks. Jordan, it's Gordon Damer. Uh, is there any hey, way in God's green earth that the Giants, if they stay at four, right, they don't move down, that they don't yeah. take an offensive lineman? I, I Look, I'm not going to completely rule out uh, Simmons, Isaiah Simmons. He's too good a talent. There's going to be people in that room that like him to completely rule it out, but I think the odds are very high that the Giants are going to go offensive line. It, it just... It's just, the you know, Dave Gettleman came here and his first thing was, I need to fix the offensive line. Well, where do we stand two years later? Right? They still haven't fixed the offensive line. And his two biggest investments are the quarterback and the running back. Absolutely. And this is a strong offensive tackle draft. You tell he me. Gets, he, would, he would almost, the way things look, it would almost certainly be that he gets the pick of the litter, right, in terms of the offensive lineman. Unless the Lions, you know, do something there or somebody trades up there for an offensive lineman, it seems kind of unlikely. It would seem like yeah. whatever one of the four that he likes the most, he'd get the pick of those four. Yeah, I mean, from what, I agree. And, and that, that's a good spot to be in. But I, also, you move down, you like a bunch of them, you think, like, when I talk to a ton of people about these linemen, and honestly, I can't come to any sort of real consensus. Yeah. Everybody is so all over. I mean, Andrew Thomas could be first on some people's listing. He could be fourth. He could be Jedrick uh, Wills. He could be first for some guys. I had somebody who didn't even put him on his top four. 
I mean, it's crazy. The just the unbelievable. There's just no no consensus whatsoever when it comes to that. But I my from talking to people and speaking to people, I know that they like Tristan Wirfs. I know they've been on him since the start. Uh, he was one of their last interviews. I don't think that, whatever it is we want to call it, you know, Zooms, FaceTimes, however they did it. I, I, I don't think that was an accident that he was one of their last ones that they did. Uh, he impressed them from start to finish. He spoke to pretty much everyone in the organization. I'm talking about um, he spoke to the coaching staff at some point. I'm talking to him. So he had a phone call with Joe Judge, Jason Garrett, and the offensive line coach. He spoke with Dave Gettleman and assistant general manager Kevin Abrams. I believe he even spoke to director of college scouting uh, Chris Pettit. All these guys along the way. So the Giants clearly are interested very much in Tristan Wirfs. And then I think maybe behind him is probably Andrew Thomas. But so to me, those are the two most likely guys, I think, for the Giants to pick in the, with, with that number four pick or number seven pick, number nine pick, five, six, wherever it might be. I think those two guys are the most likely. But if they pulled out any of those four offensive line names, I would not be totally shocked. So, Jordan, let's say they go offensive line in the first round. How do they handle mm-hmm. that their defensive shortcomings in the draft? Do they do that in the second round, or do they try to make a deal, as you mentioned earlier, to get some picks to try to do it maybe later in the draft? Yeah, well, they got to try to add more picks. Here's the thing. The Giants are not going to be able to fill all their holes. I think we've come to that realization. We should have come to the realization at this point, right? If they were looking to compete and they knew right now they need to fill every spot and make sure we're, you know, we're set on all these spots and then we could just keep adding in the draft, they would have went out and got a big pass rusher, right? But they didn't want to stretch for pass rushers. They didn't think it was good value. The guys like Jadavian Clowney, too risky. So they passed on those moves. What did that tell us? That told us that this is a multi-year process that this team is in. So I don't think they're going to go out of their way and stretch. I think I think it's entirely possible if they stick at 36, that you're going to see a center there. Hmm. They were they looked really hard at centers. That's the that's the sweet spot for centers before they start running a little bit. So I, I think that's a possibility. But if they could trade it at four. Or 36, you could add an extra pick. Then you start addressing the defense at some point later in the first round, later in the second round, wherever those extra picks are you pick up. We're talking with Jordan Renan here on 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Jordan, let me in on your process here. Has this been tougher this year considering you can't see people face-to-face in terms of trying to get information and, and, and trusting the information that you're getting? Um. You know, we don't really see people face-to-face that much this time of year. We had the combine, right? So everyone was at the combine. That's where a lot of information flows. And I'm really just talking to a lot of people on the phone. But I think where the flow of information slowed down this year was there weren't all these pro days. There weren't these private workouts. So everyone in the league, look, nobody gossips more than the people inside the league as well, right? I mean, that's how the, that's how the information pretty much flows, right? So the fact that none of these guys were able to get out on the road, you know, people didn't get to uh, bump into each other at this guy's uh, pro day or, or, you know, the Oklahoma pro day, or I just picked a random school. Mm-hmm. I don't know how Oklahoma came to my head. But uh, so 
I think that has sort of stymied the flow of information a little bit. So it has been a little harder, I think. I think the information flow has been a little bit slower. I don't know what you guys think. I think there, there's not as many rumors out there this year. There doesn't, there doesn't seem to be quite as much, uh, you know, connecting of the dots kind of as, as there usually is. It feels like this year, with in, in terms of, of uh, you know, just some of the reports that you've seen, that, that people within the league have looked at, you know, certain mock drafts and said that this draft is going to be far more unpredictable, which would kind of, right, like kind of make some sense, right? Like if you have people yeah. around, there, yeah. there tends to be a little bit more groupthink in those scenarios. So I could definitely see a scenario where it's like this draft, you know, somebody gets picked, you know, in the top 10 that wasn't even mentioned maybe in the first round. Oh yeah, I think this. I think we're going to see the draft blow up on everyone's mock draft blow up with the mm-hmm. number three pick. Like it's going to last for two picks, and, and and then and then it's just going to blow up. Like I don't think that the Detroit Lions are going to end up taking Jeffrey Okuda, who everybody seems to think like, or yeah. or they if they do trade out right, then that's going to blow it up right there. Mm. So it, it's just going to go haywire to there. Uh, like guys like um, who I've heard really good things about it because look, there's really one pass rusher in this draft, right? And it's Chase Young. Mm-hmm. So the next guy on the list is uh, LSU kid. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce Jason. his first name. Yeah, Chase on, right? Yeah. yeah. Levron Chase on, I think his name. Yeah. I, I'm probably pronouncing his first name wrong. But so watch it. Watch out. Like you'll see, he's gonna. Have, he has a good chance of going in the top ten. And like you, you haven't. I don't think you've heard that much no. from anywhere. Uh, Derek Brown, if he goes number three, wouldn't be surprised at all. Stuff like that. I mean, that that's sort of what this draft is going to be. Uh, that's awesome. You're, it, yeah, it, it'll be. It'll. It, but we're going to. Everyone's going to be sitting there by. Let's see. What time does the draft start? Seven. Yep. Sure. Well, yeah. Seven. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So by by like what seven seven forty seven forty five, we're all going to be like, wow, whoa, didn't expect that. And and I think really it's gonna it, it's gonna go that way for. Much of the first round. And the bottom of the first round, forget it. Bottom of the first round, it's going to be wild. Hey, Jordan, some reports coming out about the Giants having – and we love this phrase this time of the year, right? Repeat after me. Doing the due diligence, okay, about <laughs> Justin Herbert. Yeah. Out of Oregon. Yeah, they, did. they did. They did do their, their due diligence on Justin Herbert. And I, I just think – they were going through the process on this. Uh, I don't think there's anything really to it. I, I would don't think. I believe that they're still fully committed, and uh, they. I know that there's people in the organization that think very highly of Daniel Jones. I know that some of the coaches that were interviewing for the head coaching job, their biggest selling point for the for coming to the Giants, in their mind, was Daniel Jones. So. I don't think the Giants are moving off Daniel Jones. They just invested in him. He's young. He's cheap right now. Uh, he flashed signs that he at least should be a, a, good, a quality quarterback. If he can get better, he could grow into something even more than that. And so I really do think it's just due diligence. And part of it is because the Giants were so high on Herbert, I know, last year. Like he, he would have probably been their top quarterback last year. So the fact that he came out this year, I think that was just incentive for them to go through the process, see what he's all about, just collect as much information as possible. Really, the Bill Belichick way of, of operating. Bill Belichick mm-hmm. used to, he used to always, not always, but he did it a lot of times. He brought in like restricted free agents for visits, 
And it was almost just to sort of get information on that player. Right, because, okay, maybe that guy will be a free agent next year, so I'm just going to get all my information now and just stockpile it. I know what he – I'll find out what, what makes this guy tick, you know, what he's all about. And then I just have that information, and, and you know, somewhere, somewhere down the road it might be useful. When you're talking about – just to circle back about the trade down, obviously if, if Dave Gettleman really yeah. wanted to trade down – I'm sure that there's, you know, it kind of depends on how far you want to trade down. Do you get a sense of he would be okay at, you know, five or six and not at nine? Would he just really kind of, is there an area where it would be just too much for him or is it too tough to tell that? Well, you know, I was asking him this the other day. Uh, We had a conference call with him. I was on Friday and I said, you know, there's usually like a a line where the top tier players Mm -hmm. fall off, right? Usually, and he was saying he thought this was a really strong draft. Like he even if you're in the middle of the first round, he wouldn't. He would be fine. You know, look at it and say, "Hey, you could still get a really good player at that point." But you could say that, and that might be true. But I do think the Giants look. If they move down, I and their intention is to get an offensive lineman, which I believe it is. You have to probably I, I, the number I put down. I was writing down potential trade scenarios. Like, what would be realistic earlier? And to me, the number I came up with, like, that they probably wouldn't want to move down is 12. Okay. Like, anything past 12, I think you're in jeopardy of not get, you know, of losing out on all four of the top offensive tackles in this draft. Yeah. I hear what you're saying, Jordan. It's going to be interesting. Uh, I, I hope you have your, uh, your, your side story ready about, you know, funny thing happened when the Giants went to pick and the Wi Fi <laughs> went down or computer exploded or, you know, something like that. Yeah, I mean, look, here's why I feel pretty good that we're not going to have to do it. It's easy. You see the picture of Dave Gettleman. He's got a 7,000-word binder on his table, right? And you just, That's intentional. It has to be intentional. And, and, the, and, by the, and, the, and the lotion, which just, I mean, the picture's too good. Uh, just sit, like, that's what's on his desk, you know, a little screen and, and a bottle of lotion and a 7,000-word binder. But uh, you know what? Here's why, as a Giant fan, you shouldn't have to worry about that. I've spoken to Joe Judge. I think I have a good grasp of who he who he is and what he's all about. And the guy is going to be super detailed and prepared. He's going to be all over this stuff. He is not going to let them, you know, sit there and, and have their time expire. I mean, the guy has different coded color calendars ready just in case of scenarios of how everything's going to unfold with when they get back, how much tra- how much training time they have, whether they have training camp or they don't. He has different color coded calendars. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he has every contingency, you know, uh, planned. And that's at least as a giant fan, make you feel a little bit better that, okay, they're not going to let, the challenges of this year's draft or really this year's season because who knows when they're coming in, right? Yeah, really. Yeah. Like, like he, he's going to at least minimize the effect that it, the negative effect that it has on the organization. And the team. Well, Jordan, we'll be reading you as we always do, but especially on draft night. So uh, rest up, enjoy yourself because you've got a long weekend, my friend. <laughs> uh, yeah, we do. You know what makes it even longer? When mm. you're a writer or like a reporter, 
you don't want your team to have any seventh rounders, right? That's right. That's you just have to sit That's there right. on Saturday, right. and you're yep. there all day. But guess what? Not only do the Giants have four seventh round picks right oh. now, you, you know what pick they have? Mister Irrelevant. Is no way. So, so you oh. have to hang in until the very last one. There was a year where I think the Giants uh, under Jerry Reese, like probably like four or five years back. They were done in the like the beginning of the sixth round, and it was like, oh yes, amazing! Like don't, you know, you're a prank. Don't trade back. Don't trade back. This would be amazing, but not this year. We're going the full distance this year. Well, we'll we'll be reading you all along the way, Jordan. Thanks for a couple of minutes. We'll talk to you soon, my friend. Appreciate it, guys. Stay safe and healthy. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on ninety-eight point seven ESPN. 